going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin Davis here with Meals, Jamil, and you know, I don't know if you guys heard this or not. I don't know if you heard any news, but <laughs> we got a pretty big interview today on today's show. Uh, for anyone who has never listened to the A Show before, of course, uh, my name's Justin, like I just said, and that is Meals, and we talk about wrestling every single week. Uh, on the HORNC channel and network. We also have a Patreon. We can get content like this early and extra content, bonus content from us on our uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash HORNC. Meals, I know you're really jazzed about this, this, this Miz, uh, this Miz interview that, that we have. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just had to hit you with the, you know, real quick. This has been really, really good. Listen, the Knicks are winning. We are winning. It's just an overall great feel. I am mo- I am winning by managing, I'm not sure if I should say this on Max, evading jury duty so for another time. So I feel like I have also won today no, we'll in multiple, talk- more ways than one. We'll, we'll talk about the jury <laughs> we duty about- uh, Yeah. We- <laughs> but, 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 um, yes, we have this very special interview that we had here. This took quite some time quite some finagling to actually plan that actually i mean we can get into the interview and then all the post-game stuff all the other like the talking stuff and everything of the rather in terms of how we got it and 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 how everything came to be we can do it all post after and we can put it on patreon so make sure you subscribe to the patreon because it's you know you get the extra content for five dollars and you get all the other extra stuff that we're going to provide you for more than five dollars um but yeah we can i don't even want to this was an amazing get. This was an amazing guest. We went over the allotted time that we were supposed to go yeah. for. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you're going to get the interview um, uncut. They they told us uh, to go for 30. Miz said, nah, I fuck with the A show. And <laughs> he went for about 45. Uh, so, you know, about longer than uh, the uh, Jay White Tanahashi match from last weekend. So, you know, <laughs> Miz did it all for us. So um, without further ado, check out our interview with The Miz uh, on The A-Show. And we'll be right back after it's over. So uh, enjoy. All right. Welcome, everybody. I don't know. This has been a moment that's been coming for quite a long time. I'm not even going to front with you. I have to do a whole intro, a whole spiel on this. Here we go. The here we go is definitely here. Because I'll say this on February 17, 2021, which is my 31st birthday. I said... I tweeted, I want to interview The Miz somehow this year. Somehow. I don't, listen, and we just shout out to everyone who decided, who approached me, who wanted to make it happen. Shout out to everyone who was involved that sort of made this happen. But right now we have the two-time Grand Slam, a former two-time Money in the Bank winner, the host, I mean, not the host, well, the the host of, so many different shows, at least. I mean, I can tell I've seen them all chance versus all stars, chance versus pros. Um, the other the USA one that now apparently you you switch roles with John Cena, you yeah, wipe out, yeah, wipe out, wipe out. You and, you and John Cena <laughs> trading the Marine wipe out. You was like, ah, you got this, ah, I got this, you know, it is what it is. Nonetheless, we have to bring Mike the Miz Mazana into the show. Um, you can hear, you can see him, of course, on Monday Night Raw. You can, of course, watch after Monday Night Raw, where you can catch Miz and Mrs. 
right after Monday Night Raw. I, it's probably the perfect wind down after all that sort of, <laughs> after all the pandemonium on Raw. But Mike, Miz, welcome to the A Show, my friend. The show was called Cannonball. Just so oh, it was you Cannonball. Know, I thought it was Wipeout. Oh, uh, man. It was, it, was, it was called Cannonball. Yes, it was a fun show. We had a blast doing it. But unfortunately, it wasn't brought back. The, the pandemic kind of took us took us out of the loop. Uh, and so but I had a blast doing it. Uh, I had fun with uh, my cast members. Uh, I think a lot of people really enjoyed the show. It was fun. It was entertaining. But uh, but yeah, like hopefully Cena will do great on Wipeout. I think that's a, a cool show for him. Listen, listen. Well, first of all, apologies for that. But, you know, I, it, it's great to kind of see you for the last i'll be honest with you so when we talked about this beforehand of like did you just watch the wwe 24 and just like oh now you're the biggest Miz fan the first real world i ever watched was back to new york oh wow it was yeah. and it, it was the first one i watched in full because i remember the first actual real world moment i watched is tech and uh, ruthie jumping into a pool but naked we all <laughs> so the first real world and we used to we used to talk about the real world my uh you know justin and i used to talk about the real world as well on a podcast but i definitely didn't want to start up i was like until paramount plus gets back to new york on the on the you know that network i don't want to that's the first one that i need to do you don't um, want to see the challenge all stars like tech i've money? seen we're gonna we're, we're gonna I went, I went, dude, they got tech money. He's back. That's a, <laughs> bro. I heard from tech money in years. Yeah. Bro, the coolest, like legitimately the coolest guy, especially like the turn. I remember just as a kid, it's like, yo, tech's everywhere. That's amazing. Like, yeah. and they've got so many other people. I mean, there's so many favorites. I'm a fan of the challenge. I've seen kind of pretty much everyone, to be honest with you. I've been watching since the beginning. The first challenge I watched was Battle of the Seasons with you and Coral winning and Coral just essentially <laughs> like, I'm not splitting my money. You got to be out your damn mind. Um. <laughs> but this has been a long time coming a lot of stuff like that first question i want to ask you this is kind of spinning off of monday night raw did you ever think in your life that you would actually get hit with tomatoes (laughs) in person no but you know in wwe you never know what's going to happen (laughs) on raw for anyone that did not see uh ms morrison elias and Riker all did a Beautiful rendition of Hey, Hey, Hop, oh, yes. Hop. It was Hey, of Hey, course. Hop, Hop, Unplugged. It was the most <laughs> iconic performance of Unplugged since Nirvana. And uh, <laughs> as we are singing, uh, The New Day, along with Damien Priest, come out, and they have this uh, like guitar bag, I guess you could say, like box, and they open it up, and it's full of tomatoes, and just start winging tomatoes at us. Now, I didn't think they would actually hit me. Like, it's... <laughs> You know, because they they were a good distance away. There's no way they're hitting him. One hit John right where it counts. The other one, right. if you watch, it hit me right in the face. Like, <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't like it, they were just lobbing them. They were whizzing <laughs> those suckers. And uh, they tomatoes hurt. Yeah. yeah before listen. before you guys went out, were you like, okay, you know, go a little easy on me, you know, not at the fade. Like, were you, were you giving them corners or were you just like, you know, just go off? It's more, uh, it's more like, uh, do it as, like, you just want to make sure that, 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 that everything goes amazing. So, and the way it's going to go amazing is just throw it as hard as you can. It doesn't matter. It's, it's <laughs> you know, it's, if you break something, you break, like in WWE, it's one of those things, like, you know, if you break something, you break something, whatever, yeah. I'll get over it. Listen, you and Kofi have known each other for a long time. I'm pretty sure he he put some extra mustard on that or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I feel like I feel like if you know the people, then they're gonna do it even more because yeah. it's even that much more funnier. 
Absolutely, absolutely. But also, you know, right after Monday Night Raw, you have Miz and Mrs. I think it's a perfect wind down after Raw, to be honest with you. It's like a tone. Sh- it's like a familiar face, but also a little bit of a tone shift as well in terms of kind of um, the, the the familiar aspect, the comedy aspect like that. How has kind of Miz and Mrs. been for you? At least, have you guys been able to do more episodes over the last year? Have you guys been able to yeah, so we finished uh, our last part of season two, which now we're up to 40 episodes after mm-hmm. this run. I believe we have three more episodes to go uh, before this run is over. And uh, yeah, I mean, we got everything pretty much done before uh, everything happened. So we've, we've been sitting on these episodes for quite a while now. Uh, you know, Maurice and I are just ready to get back into it. The ratings have been astounding for the USA Network. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having Raw as a lead-in is always amazing. But uh, in that time slot, no one has had that kind of ratings, um, I don't think, like in the last couple years. Yeah, so right. it's kind of nice to have a show that people are really gravitating towards, enjoying. Like, I always look at Twitter for a gauge if, if people are liking something or not. And uh, on Raw, sometimes they do not like what I'm doing. And uh, they are very... <laughs> oh, no kidding. <laughs> but on Miz and Mrs., it's different. Like, every every negative thing that's said is usually, like, the show's not long enough. Like, right, that's right. the number one, one di- like, negative thing. And I'm like, well, that's not really negative. That's basically saying you want more. And the object of being a WWE superstar is always leave them wanting more. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we've been having a great time with it. It brings our entire family together and, you know, to be a hub on the USA network, to be like one of the shows that they look at and have originated and have grown from the ground up is just incredible to us. And we're just very appreciative for doing it, being able to like, honestly, my dad doesn't come over unless we're filming. <laughs> hey, Dad, you want to come over for Thanksgiving? Hey, Dad, you want to come over for Easter? You want to see the girls? Are you filming? No. No. Wait <laughs> and then if we're filming, then he'll come over. It's like, well, do I have to shoot today? Uh, I don't I don't really feel like it. Let me let me let me just go lay out in the sun. And if you guys want to shoot me, you can shoot me there. It's like, wait, Dad. Like, you know, yeah. like he runs the place, you know? So, Absolutely. So you and Maurice, you guys are a power couple, obviously. Um, I am trying to get to that level. I'm getting married next year. I'm actually engaged right now. Um, I, I need some pointers because we're trying to wedding plan right now. Of course, we've come out of the pandemic. We moved our wedding back. What are some plans you can give me so that I won't absolutely go full Miz on my fiance? Okay. She, so she goes bridezilla. Is, uh, vows. My yeah. wife and I, during our wedding, said, we're just going to repeat after the, the, <laughs> the guy that's marrying us and we'll, we'll do that. And if you watch WWE 24 on, on Peacock, there's, there's a documentary, WWE 24, The Miz. Uh, it's a documentary sure. on my entire career. But this is actually in it as well, where we're at the altar and we're saying our vows. And I couldn't understand, like, he, that my, my pastor, had, we, we, did, we got married in Bahamas. And he kind of had kind of an <laughs> accent. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't really hear exactly what he said. I didn't want to have him repeat himself. Right. So I just kind of <laughs> guessed and I guessed wrong, <laughs> the wrong word, and everyone starts laughing. And then I cut a promo on everyone because I, I messed up. And then the funny part is that they didn't show in W24 is my wife at the exact same spot, he literally messed up the line as well. And so it's kind of great for both of us, but I would say 
definitely have your vows and uh, go over them because my wife and I were like, I ah, will just repeat and it's fine. You know, <laughs> we were just, we don't want any pressure. We just want to have fun and enjoy ourselves and enjoy, you know, the love that we have for each other. And then once you get married, like uh, just listen. I think that's a, that's a big one. And, and it's not necessarily like hearing it's mm-hmm. listening. You yeah, can right. hear it. It goes in one ear, out the other, but listen, understand where that other person is coming from because sometimes it you can't see it and you're you're trying to figure it out why they're thinking the way they're thinking and they might have had a bad day they might have had a good day you know you don't know where where they're coming from when you're in an argument but to listen my wife and I always listen to each other and we know never go to bed mad so we always make sure that we are understanding everything before we go to bed and yeah, that part is tough, though. Not going to bed mad is, is very tough. Yeah, and sometimes you're up all night trying to discuss <laughs> it, figure it out. And uh, finally, when you get to bed and you wake up, it's a new day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, first Thank of all, you. You, talked about, you talked about the WWE 24 on Peacock. Obviously, I've watched it. Justin, you've watched it. We've watched is this how did you feel is especially I feel like this is one of your first like true actual career type of documentaries. I feel like maybe there was one in the past or something along those lines, but I feel like this is maybe your first true. I mean, if this is your first one, it's like come on, it's like 15 years now that we've been mm-hmm. waiting for this. Um did they approach you in terms of like they wanted to do this, or is there something where you're just like, how come my story has never been told? Like you guys have, you know, I've always been like that. Honestly, I've always asked like, why has my story not been told in full? Like it's mm-hmm. always been in pieces. You know, there's here. Oh, here's his wrestling. Here's uh, this part. Here's this part. It's never been in a totality like my entire career. And I've always absolutely, of course, wanted one. And uh, they presented them. They came up to me when I had money in the bank and they said, hey, you know, you have money in the bank. You know, the way we look at this, it'd be a cool story if you cash in and you win. And I, I told him, I go, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm winning. Like, I think I'm money in the bank so I can lose. Uh, that, 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 that's what I think is going to happen. And they're like, well, you know, we still would like to cover this. And no matter what, we'll make a great story out of it. And I was like, I would love to. This is amazing. This is incredible. How do we do it? How do we get it done? And they were like, well, who do you want to have interviewed? And Mm. I asked for kind of like different people. Uh, If you notice, John Murray is in there from Peter Murray. I I was shocked to see him. I couldn't believe it. Like, so when I asked, I actually asked John and he said, absolutely. And I was like, wow, man, like, I don't think he does that for just anybody. And I think that's honestly, he's always been, I've always been a huge cheerleader of Buda Murray. That's why Buda Murray does my show, Ms. and Mrs. Right. Because I I trust them. I, I think they they do a tremendous job with their shows. They're always entertaining, they're engaging, and they just do a great job. And for John Murray to say that he would do my WWE 24, and I, I, I told everyone, just be honest, like, I don't care if you say bad things about me, if you say good things about me, I just want an honest betrayal of what mm-hmm. was really happening at that time and what your mind frame was at that time. And right. so I felt like we, I got a lot of people that, you know, you don't normally get mm-hmm. and like Brian Gerwitz, like honestly, like the head writer of raw during my main run as WWE champion, like he was the, at the forefront of writing uh, incredible promos, incredible TV. Like he started me on the, uh, 
you know, going up against John Cena when most people didn't think I was ready. And to be honest, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it took me about a year and a half to get back to. So if, if any, I'm going to give a little history lesson here. Uh, Mm -hmm. So John Morrison and I were a tag team. I got drafted to Monday night raw. He got drafted to Friday night SmackDown, two separate shows. When I got on to uh, Monday Night Raw, I was known as a tag team superstar. When you're a tag team superstar, it's very difficult to make a singles run mm-hmm. and to get notoriety and people to talk about you. And my first program was with the poster child of WWE, John <laughs> Cena. Now, now, mind you, John Cena wasn't going to be at the show for like seven weeks. So right. I had seven weeks to talk smack about the poster child of WWE, about the man, like the the main hub of WWE. So my first week out, I called out John Cena, knowing he's not going to be at TV, and say, I call you out right now. I want a match. I'm taking it on John Cena. I'm making a name for myself. John Cena doesn't show up. That's one to nothing. The next week, I call him out again. I know he's not going to be there. Two to nothing. (laughs) Then three to nothing. I think I got up to like eight to nothing. And then finally, <laughs> I got to a pay-per-view with John Cena, and he mopped the floor with me. I don't even think I got any offense in. He just beat me, cleaned me up, wiped me away. And I remember going backstage going, oh, my God, just eight weeks down the drain. I can't believe. And then, like, Arn Anderson came up to me and goes, you're, you're looking at this all wrong. Yeah. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, you just had eight weeks to talk about the po- – you're not ready. And, I, and And by the way, when you're in WWE, you always think you're ready. I'm ready. Are you kidding me? But now knowing what I know, I wasn't ready at the time. I needed to grow as a performer. I needed to grow for the audience to see me. I needed wars. He was like, you need the wars, the trials, the tribulations, the stories to get you to a John Cena level. And he was right. And And it took me a year to build those stories, to go through those wars, to get to John Cena level. And honestly, even when I went to John Cena level and I was main eventing w, uh, you know, WrestleMania against John Cena, people still didn't think I was ready. And honestly, right. that's been the story of my entire career. Most people never thought I was ready. Like, uh, I don't wanna see this, I don't wanna see this. Then when they see the match, they're like, oh, that was pretty great. <laughs> that was amazing. That was incredible. It's kind of like what happened this year at WrestleMania. Like, yeah. if you watch, I had a match against Bad Bunny. It's a tag team yeah. match. Nobody wants a celebrity match. Everybody hates a celebrity match. Eh, what's this celebrity <laughs> doing here? Wah, 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 wah. And then once they see the match, they go, oh, my God, that was amazing. That was match of the night. Blah, 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 blah. It's like it's everyone wants to criticize something before they see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's really interesting. And your comments are taking me back to, I don't know if you remember this, but you had a superstar save point with Xavier Woods about a year and a half ago. And you talked about how much work that you put in and that a lot of people just don't put in. Like, did you feel as though, like, did you feel vindicated, especially this year at all the work that you continue to put in, uh, you know, just to make sure, you know, working on your craft, working on your promos, everything just to get you to that level again. Yeah. It's kind of crazy actually. Um, For the first time I truly feel that I'm getting respect and it's Mm. not just, from the crew or executives or you know our even 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 the wwe universe it's from our locker room and when people come up to me and ask me advice i was never that guy ever in my entire career no one came up to me and asked me advice 
And now people are coming to me and going, hey, how can I do this? What can I do better? What, how, how do I get to this next level? You mm-hmm. went through this, that, and the other thing. How do I go through this, that, and the other thing to get to where I can be at that level? And sometimes in WWE, things go in waves. And you got to ride the wave as long as you can. Not everybody is going to be a John Cena where you can ride the wave on top for the, for the rest of your career. Sometimes you got to go down a little bit to literally showcase what you can do to bring it back up. I've been on this wave for a long time. And now I feel like I'm at the level that I can finally ride a wave and mm-hmm. just I can keep riding it. Awesome. Absolutely. A couple of months ago, actually, during the before elimination pay-per-view, elimination chamber pay-per-view, because we're, you know, we're a wrestling podcast. We talk we, a lot of the stuff we know, a lot of stuff that goes on on the Internet and stuff like that. Um, a lot of conversation was had actually about. So they had the elimination chamber. You were initially in it. Then you pulled yourself out smartly, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's a lot of conversations about like, oh, WWE and all how come all these just like these guys 40 and over are just like going for the championship and stuff like that how come they don't have any sort of young guys and stuff like that what are your kind of words to that because I if if I had a sort of opinion on this I feel like a lot of the guys in that match and a lot of guys at least now um where 40 may have been like old when you talk about WCW like 1995 or something along those lines but a lot of people are doing their best work kind of now including yourself what do you kind of have to say to that uh those people, they're sort of naysayers who like, oh, WWE needs to, you know, they say like you need to push younger talent towards that, but you guys are just doing amazing at your job right now. What do you I'll have to say to that? Same, uh, the same advice that I was given, and I basically said it before on this podcast, go through the wars, go through the trials, the tribulations. It takes time to get to a certain level where you think they're ready. Even the WWE Universe says they're ready, but mm-hmm. sometimes they're not. But then one minute it could click and you're like, Ooh, there it is. Right. Let's do it. So I don't know who, who else they want in that role, but that guy has to take that spot. Whoever's, you know, if if they didn't like who was in the elimination chamber, that guy's got to take that spot and they got to prove that to everyone, not just the WWE universe, not just uh, the locker room, but to all the execs, to everyone, do everything you possibly can to make noise for yourself. And I'm not talking about negative noise. I'm talking about, for instance, I'll give you an example. John Morrison and myself were a tag team way back in the day before right now. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously we were in 2000, I think seven, we started a tag team and we were having good matches. People liked us and people were like, oh, they they deserve more, they deserve more, deserve more, more. And John and I were like, you know what? They're seeing great matches, but they don't know who we are, like outside the ring. So right. we created a, a show called The Dirt Sheet. And it, I had to go up to Stephanie McMahon, who was the head of creative at the time. And John and I cut a promo on her and exactly what we wanted to do. And she said, be jealous. That's catchy. I like that. The next day, we got a call saying, what is this thing? And we literally said, we'll write it. We will produce it. We will edit it. We will do everything we possibly can to get this. And we'll put it on YouTube. By the way, back then, YouTube wasn't a thing. It wasn't yeah. this big, huge video. Like, it, MySpace was cool, okay? There was no <laughs> Instagram. There's no Twitter. So John and I knew that there was this, this digital platform, YouTube, that we could make a show on. So we started the whole WWE on digital with YouTube, and we wrote, edited, directed, 
acted, did everything for this show to, and, and put it out there so people would know who our characters were, who we were. And this is the work that you have to do. By the way, we did this on our own. We didn't know what was going to happen. We just wanted to make sure that we were doing everything we possibly can to know that, that to, for people to know who we are. Right. So that's the type of work you have to put in when you're not on TV, when you feel like you should be on TV, find different avenues, right. find different ways, get ready. Do you guys typically, and, and this is kind of because it goes to the WW24, do you guys kind of look back for where you guys began? You guys both came from Tough Enough. Not a lot of people have come from Tough Enough and they're still here in the business, to be honest with you. It's a very select few. Um, and a lot of these people, even the, even the winners themselves, you think they're going to go on and have sort of amazing careers. Do you guys even, you guys look back at a sense, it's like, wow, we really kind of came from, like, we really had a scratch and claw to kind of get here. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, even today, I'm still scratching and clawing. Maybe yes. I don't have to, but I still do. Like right, right now, you know, I'm, I'm doing, you know, WWE Monday Night Raw. Then you have Ms. and Mrs. Then you have, um, you know, other things that I'm preparing for and getting ready for uh, that I can't discuss right now. But, you know, there's just, there's just things that like are out there that I'm always scratching and clawing to get better. I'm developing tools for things that I'm not even up for. Let, let's put it this way. I'm, I'm right now. I am developing a couple tools. Like I always say to get the tools that you need for when the opportunity presents itself, you are prepared for it. So right now I am getting the tools that I need to prepare for something that might not even happen. Right. Well, and I'm listen. still preparing for it. So I'm still scratching and clawing. Listen, listen I, I'll ask you this. Have you seen a little movie called Mortal Kombat as of lately then? And I might be talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask you that because a great graphic that showed up. I mean, Johnny Cage, we both, we were talking about the movie a little bit, a couple of days ago and stuff like that. Is that, um, I mean, I'm not even going to ask you, is that a world that you would love to get into? It seems like you're very, so, so much interested, like being Johnny Cage. Come on. Are you kidding me? Like I, I saw the movie. I thought it was incredible. I love the way uh, they brought in the characters. I thought it was action packed, entertaining. And to be honest, I am the type of person that I prepare. Right. Even when I do, even when something is so far fetched, so far out there and, you know, to hear it was funny. So I got a, I got a text from uh, one of our digital people mm -hmm. um, and he said, dude, have you seen, have you seen Twitter? And I go, no, I'm not, I'm not on Twitter 24 seven. Like, <laughs> kids, I'm hanging out with my daughters, you know? And they're like, he's like, dude, just, just type Johnny Cage in there. And I noticed that I was trending with Johnny Cage and I yeah. was like, oh my God, wow. Th is this real? Like, cause I'm not usually the guy that people, you know, root for. Right. I'm always the guy that people are like, no, oh, absolutely not that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was, it was not only that, it was, it was like fans, but also my colleagues. Right. That, that I, I was like, wow. Like, cause I remember, so we talked about Xavier Woods, right? Mm -hmm. I remember way back in the day, uh, I go, he goes, what, what character would you want to play? as uh in, in 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 like marvel and i and i said deadpool because i loved the video game 
mm -hmm. of, of Deadpool. And I thought I was like, God, I remember I was at some sort of uh, convention like E3 or something. And I just couldn't stop watching the video game and watching this character of Deadpool. And this is before the movie. And it was right when Ryan Reynolds dropped as Deadpool. And I was like, I'm so upset because I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not going to be able to be Deadpool. And, and Woods goes, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is perfect for it. And I, you're my friend. Like, you're supposed to be like, nah, you'd be perfect for Deadpool. You'd have been great. And by the way, I'm not going to beat anyway, because Ryan Reynolds already got the part. Yeah, so right. you could sit there and go, nah, you'd have been better. He didn't do that. He said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, you're, you're not Deadpool. Like, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. But with him, like, he even called me and was like, dude, this is incredible. Like, you would be perfect. And I went, this is coming from you? Like, the ultimate gamer? Like, <laughs> right. the person who told me that I couldn't be Deadpool? Like, oh, my God. Oh my so now God. you look at it and, you know, you know, you know, all the, the names that have been have been put out there uh, are incredible names. Like, you know, Ryan Reynolds has been put out there. Uh, you know, Alan Moosey who, um, I don't know if you guys know this, was my was my stunt double on Marine 3. Wow, and man. this was a long time ago. This was my first movie, by the way. And he went on to become kickboxer, like the kickboxer, and did an incredible job. If you want martial arts, if you want fighting, there is no one, I don't think, better than him at it. I mean, he is incredible. And then uh, other names are like Scott Atkins. And I was like, all these names are incredible. Um, and so for me, I look at that and I don't have an audition. I don't even know what the hell's going on with it. I just see the <laughs> things on Twitter. So what do you do when things are going on Twitter? You start preparing, mm. preparing mm. just in case that opportunity presents itself. Absolutely. Because when that opportunity does present itself, you better be ready and you better come correct. And you better, you know, whoever gets the part better dedicate themselves for that part because that part is huge. Johnny Cage is an icon. And he has been an icon since I was a kid playing Sega Genesis. I remember I, I would not play Super Nintendo. I would only play Sega Genesis. <laughs> Didn't have the blood. Didn't have the blood. The blood. Yeah. So he is an icon. The fans deserve a Johnny Cage that they can be proud of, that they look at and go, oh my God, this is incredible. I want to see a spinoff of a singles of Johnny Cage. Like he oh. better be abled and readied and know all the stories that go into being a Johnny Cage. So that's what I feel and that, that I'm, I'm, I'm willing to prepare for. And, uh, and I imagine whoever does get that part will do the same. But uh, that's, that's the type of dedication that I have. Like if I hear just noise, like even an inkling of noise, I'm already preparing. Uh, uh, people, people have already texted me, goes, have you been working on this? I've got to do, you don't even understand. Like, <laughs> I, I, I've been doing splits in my living room for days. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. My wife was like literally looking at me going, what are you doing? And I go, just leave me alone. Like, I know. Uh, <laughs> Hey, we're we are sending right we're New Line Cinema. Be ready. We're tweeting this to you guys. We're we're gonna start it up. New Line Cinema was good, but this is what we're sending to y'all. Yeah, and and to be honest, like I the way I look at certain things, like I've auditioned for roles. I didn't get roles uh, that I felt like ah I, I would have been perfect for that, and it's fine. But I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make sure that if I do get an opportunity. I will be ready and I will put the work in. 
I can see it in your listen. Even at the time where just last month, by the way, I had to cut a very long promo on the world who didn't believe that you would ever become WWE champion again. And it was probably one of the, I would say, you know, you talk about highest rated, one of the greatest rated shows on USA right now in terms of Ms. and Mrs. One of the best rated shows of the A show was when people knew, oh, the Miz won the championship. Oh, we got a promo coming. We got someone cutting it. And how did you feel about sort of recapturing the WWE championship? It's almost, I mean, 10 years, almost 10 years. Um, it was 10 just, years. It, it, and just kind of like, it felt like something. I'll say it as a fan. In terms of being a Miz fan, at least, there's kind of, and maybe, you know, you can read from this. In terms of being a Miz fan, you don't really like lose being a Miz fan because if you lose, ah, oh, he was supposed to, you know, because he's a bad guy, he's supposed to lose. But when he wins, it's like, ah, ha, ha, he won. Ah, seven time, eight time Intercontinental Champion. Ah, ha. Like, so it's a lot of that. How did you feel when you won the WWE Championship again earlier this year? You know, I, uh, I get asked that a lot, and it's so weird because I didn't expect to win. I really didn't. I, I was expecting to cash in and lose. Drew McIntyre is Ooh. one of the strongest <laughs> champions we've ever had. Roman Reigns, one of the strongest champions we've ever had. How the hell is The Miz, who loses each and every week, going <laughs> to cash in on, on Drew or Roman and win this title. But like I always say, I always prepare. I am always ready. I'm always two steps ahead, working to make sure that whenever that moment happens, I am ready and prepared. And trust me, I was. And I cashed in and won that title. I was like, I don't care how long I have this title. I'm going to make it memorable. And, you know, the next night, you know, I ran away as the champion. And you haven't seen that in a long time because we've had oh. some strong champions. I wanted to do the exact opposite of what everyone else was doing because it's going to make noise. I've always, like, even when I was champion the first time, I said, I want to be the champion that at any given night, I might lose that title. And you will believe whoever I'm going up against could beat me. I went up against Jerry Lawler when he was like, I think on his 60th birthday or something yeah. like that. And we in a, in had- a, In a ladder match. Yeah, one of the hardest audiences to get cheering, wanting, loving Jerry the King Lawler to be champion going into WrestleMania. We had him believing, <laughs> like that's, that's what I wanted. And so the next week, you know, I had like three matches in one night. Now granted, I ran away from all of them, but- <laughs> When Bobby Lashley came out, he he's a monster, and he is on fire right now. Like, you look at him. That guy looks, walks, talks, and acts like a superstar, like a champion, because he is a champion, and he's never held that title ever in his entire career. And we went out there, and when he beat me, I could feel like, now, granted, we only had, you know, a virtual audience, but we had all of our peers out there because it was a lumberjack match. Right. And after that match, the entire, all of our peers just clapped. And I felt like, wow, we did something here. Right. Like that was incredible. Like we, and, and the show was rated really high. Mm -hmm. And that's 
that's what it's all about. People seeing and witnessing, like there's no better feeling. And I think I say this on my WWE 24, The Miz on Peacock. Uh, <laughs> I actually say this, like there's no better feeling when you're the bad guy and when you lose the title and you hear an eruption bigger than any other eruption you've ever had. I've had it happen when Daniel Bryan beat me. I've had it happen when Bret the Hitman Hart beat me for the United States Championship. I've had mm-hmm. it happen whenever I lose the tag titles, when I've lost the WWE Championship. You could hear a crowd and there's nothing better than knowing that, wow, you just, like, what you just did allowed these people so much pleasure. I think we have a couple of just like kind of fastball questions before you sure. know we get you out of here and stuff like that. First one I want to say, real world back to New York. We talked about a little bit earlier in the podcast. You see now on Paramount, they're doing the reunion, the homecoming. The If they ask you guys, you specifically, <laughs> Coral, everybody else who's in the house, because those are just my two kind of favorite. If they ask you, okay, three weeks. I don't know if you have time in your schedule because you're doing so many damn shows and so many damn things at time. You don't they think asked you. called me as soon as they were doing the All-Stars? You don't think he... Uh, he no, really- I'm sure he called you. And I'm sure you said, I don't know. I might be able to do a host, but I don't know if I can, you know, get back and kind of, you know, not say that you're not able to because I'm sure, you know, I've seen you in the challenge. I've seen kind of everything. I've, and you were a two-time winner, all this other stuff like that. So I've seen it all. But I'm sure you were like, oh, I don't know. But is there is there a chance? Is there a chance they call you if they want to do a real world reunion and all stars season two, season three, something along those lines? I mean, in 2005, I did the Inferno 2 and I told <laughs> production, I told the crew, I told the cast, this is my last one. And no one believed me. And I said, I'm retiring <laughs> from the challenge. I appreciate everything they did for me but I am done. And I went on to do uh, WWE and I would get asked to do challenges here and there. And I, I would say, I retired. I apologize. I retired. And then the opportunity presented itself to be the host of, you know, champs versus pros as well as champs versus stars. And right. I said, absolutely. That, that That's something that I, I really want to get into. And they gave me that opportunity and I thought it went really well. And now, you know, with all stars coming back, like, I, I don't see myself ever being involved in a competition, but you never know. Like you really never know what's going to happen in life. And, you know, things change and minds change and you evolve. Uh, but as of right now, sitting here, like, no, I'm not going to do a challenge, you know, but if, if they need, I always pay tribute to the things that start me. And if they need someone to guest host or to do something, you know, involving the All-Stars, absolutely. Like, I love that show. I love everything they've done for me. Um, Another quick question. You're, and and this is something I want to ask for a while. You're two reigns away from the record as Intercontinental Champion. You're two reigns. You could... I mean, Chris Jericho's right at the top. You have the most days collect. You have actually the second most days collectively. So you're still, you're there. You're very, very close. Now the Intercontinental Championship is not a, is on another show, but that's never stopped anyone from getting any belt that they <laughs> wanted ever. Is this something that's been in your mind? Is there something that you want to accomplish? Do you want to be the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time and the most reigns of Intercontinental Champion of all time? I mean, how many how many names can I call myself? The only two-time Grand Slam. Oh, come on. Champion all time. You know, uh, all these accolades, that mainly the fans are get involved with it. So if there is a story 
then I'm going to exploit it and make sure that it gets out there. And so, yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, the Intercontinental title is my title, whether you want to believe it or not, whether whoever who's holding it, you know, they better recognize who made that, that title relevant and prestigious again and better keep it relevant and prestigious. And by the way, it has been ever since I feel like, and this is putting a little pat on my back. Um, I, I set out to quest in a quest to make sure that the intercontinental title is held to the prestige and honor that it deserves. I feel it has been since then. I feel like everyone that's had a hand in it. And I think Apollo Cruz has it right now. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, ever since he changed into this, this, this person that he has become, man, is he engaging, man, is he putting forth, uh, the character work, like his, his character work has, has caught up to his wrestling ability. Right. And now he is on that wave and now it's his job to keep that wave going and to make sure that he's always evolving and always keeping that title in the, the prestige that it deserves. And I think he's going to be able to do it because he's found it. He's found the thing that he was missing. Yeah. Um, another question. So your feud with Daniel Bryan is probably one of my favorites. It's this long running feud. It's like, if you ever watch family guy, it's like Peter and the chicken. <laughs> it's just at any time at any place it could go down. I, it ended with a small package a couple years ago. And kind of like was never gone back to it. Now, Daniel Bryan has talked, oh, I, you know, this might be my last year. This might be my last run. This might be my last, you know, whatever. Do you feel like one more time, would you love to go one more time? Because, you know, that, that, mo that moment you guys had with Talking Smack, it made, like it, every bit of it was kind of the real vitriol. You can tell because you were, I can see your eyes shaking. I can see, it was like, <laughs> I was behind the eyes <laughs> yeah it was you were kind of like oh wow he's tapped in like completely um would you feel like i mean ever would you love to revisit that feud and, and, and Haven't I proven that i'm better than daniel bryan that i am the reason that daniel bryan is where he is today <laughs> that i've motivated daniel bryan that i make daniel bryan better in the ring on the mic as a character uh i've, I've proven that each and every time so no, I, I, if he wants to go walk away and ride in the sunset, let him walk away ride in the sunset. That's <laughs> fine. It does not bother me one bit because I have proven and he has admitted that I was right. He has admitted right. it. So what else do I need to prove? He's the one that needs to prove things. <laughs> and um, actually two more. I always say this, I always have this on Twitter in terms of ask people this sort of thing. Your biggest rival ever in the business um, between these three, John Cena, Daniel Bryan, or Coral from your season? <laughs> I think John Cena. I mean, John Cena taught me how to be a top caliber main event superstar. Right. Um, and it was, and it, and it was a, lot of, a lot of work on his part that he put in to me and invested in me. And I think that it's still paying off. It's what, what you say that old timers need to do. And it's what I need to do now. I need to take people and, and bring them up and raise them up to show what they need to be, to be on that level. And uh, that, that's my job now. I feel like. Absolutely. And one, one final question, we are coming up with the A-list. 
this A-list is the best wrestlers of the 21st century. And I'm going to look and do that. Um, <laughs> we're coming up. If you had like five, five people who you believe since wrestling since the year 2000 and now, this could include yourself. Five wrestlers who you think should definitely be on that list. The best wrestlers of the 21st century thus far. Five of them. Are maybe. we talking a WWE superstar or technical wrestler? No, no, no. We're not talking about technical. This includes sort of all attributes. It includes the talking. includes, you know, the talking. Can you talk to talk? Charisma. Walk Charisma. How but how how you've done in the business itself? Are you a draw or not? You like we're me five times. <laughs> perfect that's um, perfect listen yeah, i mean uh, if, we, if we're talking what top five uh, from 2000 you said yeah from 2000 yeah anybody who's wrestled so it can still include the rock it can still include stone cold even though they've had like you know i mean rock you know, and stone cold are bar none like top yeah. of the top you got cena i'll put myself in there of course, of course. um and honestly like uh right now i mean roman reigns mm. He's on fire. I mean, how many times has he main evented WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's, Le- he's LeBron. He's LeBron of the other. Yeah, of but I mean, even now. if you look right now, I mean, I think there is so uh, an immense amount of incredible talent and different characters. I think Seth Rollins is fantastic. I think Cesaro, no one uh, pound for pound is stronger or c- more creative. Um, I think Apollo Apollo's doing an incredible job. Um, who else is doing a great job? Drew McIntyre, Jesus, like came oh up God, on fire, yeah. had to go through a pandemic with no fans as the WWE champion and keep ratings and has done that. Bobby mm-hmm. Lashley's on fire. Like there is so many incredible talents in WWE right now that I think if you watch Raw or SmackDown, um, you're going to be entertained. And, uh, you know, some segments might not be for everyone. Like, look, <laughs> I know I'm not for everyone, but I guarantee you're going to be entertained. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of it, to be honest with you. I'm glad that I'm oh. here and I'm glad I was able to interview you today, man. This has been a long time coming. Interview and I, I thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, and uh, I had a blast. It was a great time. Uh, I got to tell some stories, which is yeah. always fun. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Thank Thank you so much, Miz. And uh, we'll be back on the A Show. We'll, we'll see right. you uh, in a second. Always remember, the A Show is awesome. All right, that that was that was a doozy. That that was a that was a great. Ooh. Let me let me just say right now how immeasurably proud I am of you for you know taking the reins on this interview, um, and really just kind of like owning it. Like I, I I know when we when I said this after we we recorded, but you know meals like you were like on another level. You know, in terms of just comfortability, like, you know, everything. You killed this interview, and I, and I hope everyone sees that. I hope so as well. Uh, can be one more thing, the video. Yeah. There will not be video of this, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the file with the video on it. How'd you do that? And so, funny thing. So, I was preparing everything. It was Friday night or Saturday night. Nonetheless, Um you know, I was making all the graphics and all the stuff and everything that we we're going to put on social media and et cetera, et cetera. I was showing you everything. I was like, oh, this one's got the Miz eyes closed. Let me put the Miz's eyes open. Um, so I assume so what I do is shout out to Google Drive. I think Google Drive was the best thing I bought in 2020. I was transferring everything to Google Drive. I thought I transferred the video already, but I didn't. 
And then it was telling me, it was actually telling me this during the Miz interview as well, that I did not have a lot of space left on my computer. So I begun deleting a whole bunch of shit. I went to the program things, all the programs that were like taking up mad gigs of space. I deleted them, all this other stuff like that. And I think it also deleted the video. And I have not been able to find it. I've paid for software to get this back and have not been able to find it. Well, there you go. could be worse. There you go. Uh, thank you all for, for the support. Uh, for anyone new to the Patreon. Thank you. Shout out to the Miz too. Oh. What the tweet? First of all, let's. I'm sorry if we're going on and on, but the tweet, yo, <laughs> he's good, man. He, he's a, he he's a student of the game in in so many ways because he understands how much that could help us and how much that will help us. So I, I agree. I came in from jury duty, and the first person I saw a tweet from was Jeff. I, he was like, "OMG," and I'm just like. What's going on? And then I saw your your text as well. And then I was like, oh, legitimately the gift that I posted of Lady Faint, if I wasn't in a chair, I would have fell out. Because <laughs> I was just like, wow. The, again, so again, this was something that we didn't ask for. You know what I'm saying? Like the drop, we didn't ask for that. The tweet, we didn't ask for that. Any of the support that he kind of gave in those two instances, we didn't ask for. He just does because, like you said, he is a student of the game. I think he's been working in the industry for a long time, and he knows about, you know, these are things that could put people on the map or these are things that could. And he and I think he got a gist of, like, how good we are and and stuff like that. And I think he really enjoyed the interview. So, whew, that was that was that made my year easily easily is is there any news <laughs> um no there's only miz this week let's talk about the shows <laughs> all right uh yeah let's get into the show there actually was i'm not gonna lie there was a lot of stuff that happened this week on the shows like it, it is it was a it was a pretty busy week across yeah on the shows for sure yeah across both brands uh i mean we got to get the smackdown fantastic episode of smackdown i thought um one of their best one of the best in a long time. I think a lot of work of that goes to the 40 minute, almost well, 30, almost 40 minute match between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Holy crap. They did it again. <laughs> they only know how to do it. They don't know nothing else, to be honest with you. They don't know how not to deliver as a pair. They don't know how not to deliver as a tandem. We knew this would be great because of the stakes that was involved. And we knew that everything would be put in on the line. And we knew if Roman Reigns was working SmackDown, it better be a damn good match if he's going to work on national television because he's really only been a pay-per-view poppy for the last couple months. Um, it exceeded. It delivered. It, it did everything. It, it, it told a story. It had great, amazing moments. It had high-impact moments. Everything involved. And Daniel Bryan, rightfully so, died his anime death <laughs> at the end. <laughs> um about that what do you think what do you think is gonna happen with that um situation um with daniel i know a lot of people a lot of people have wanted daniel to leave i'm sorry but i really cannot say i i I really can't say that i i'm thinking that that's that's gonna be the case i don't think he's leaving i think he's going part-time but i don't think he's gonna leave no i don't think he's leaving neither um I would assume there's still a couple of months left on his contract as of right now. 
there's been no word, there's been no rumors, there has been no reports of him re-signing a contract. So I think for the time being, I could see this as, and this is all speculation at this point, I could see it as a WWE matter of like, okay, let's, you know, if he isn't signing yet, let's take him off television for a while. But at the same time, I also feel like WWE is not that type of person anymore. No. Um, <clears throat> to just be like, uh, because they gave Dean Ambrose the entire ring bang goodbye even though he was like oh i gotta pay 50 dollars." it's like yeah but you got the greatest send-off that they've given anybody <laughs> like anybody <laughs> um so daniel bryan i could see him off television for a while i could see him i can't see him showing him up on monday night raw but surprise me i mean i would be i would i would love it but this is this the situation only empowers cesaro right Cesaro is, you know, Daniel Bryan is Android 16 and he gets his head smashed in legitimately and figuratively. I mean, figuratively and literally. Um, And Cesaro now to avenge his fallen friend who's a lover of wrestling and only a pure lover of wrestling now has to avenge them in the most purest of all wrestling forms. So... I wonder if Cesaro will rise to the occasion in this aspect because he's got a full-blown story kind of uh, built in here, and he has to be able to sell it. Do you feel yeah. like he can? I thought that he looked, he came off way better at the end of SmackDown than he has in the past two weeks. I thought that is even I, I thought everything about it was masterful from the match to the end of SmackDown. Um, I thought having Cesaro come out to help Brian was a great touch and then have Cesaro watch Brian get the concerto was even better. I think the concerto is yet another another clue, which I'm guessing is going to lead to Edge coming back because I do think Edge is probably going to be the one to take the title off of Roman. But I thought this Cesaro looked fantastic in just being that that baby fit because it's like, you know, we're coming up to a wall here with Roman where it's like you're kind of running out of guys and you know, if, if Edge is going to be that guy, you keep him off TV. And then, you know, I thought the concerto was it was a nice touch to show that, hey, the Edge loop isn't gone yet because there hasn't been a one on one match. But, um, yeah, I, I thought Cesaro looked great. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm guessing this is going to lead to WrestleMania backlash. And I think that, that match is going to be fantastic as well. Um, I, I think, again, we, we I had my issues with Roman's run around the Kevin Owens point around December, January. Right now, there's no question that he's like, at the top of his game and i think that he this is really one of the best runs we're seeing one of the best runs of any title in any company in the last five years of roman reigns right now well yeah i think it's because it's being presented in a very it's not the same thing that we've been seeing over the last four months i mean it's a little bit of the same thing i think it has shades of the same thing but you know this aspect of roman reigns challenging daniel bryan really want to put him in the dirt and the whole Cesaro thing, because Cesaro is someone that we truly believe in and we want to see the best for him. Right. And that's not to say that we don't want that for the other guys before, like Edge or Daniel Bryan or Kevin Owens and stuff like that. But you have this feeling where you're firmly behind Cesaro because you feel like he deserves it. And you feel like if anyone can deliver, he can. Right. So I'm all in. I'm sold. I'm sold. Yeah. I really am. I, I'm sold too. I <clears throat> I don't know if it'll be against um, Roman, but I could I foresee I foresee Cesaro getting some type of title. I I I think it's very rare they push guys like this. You know what I'm saying? Like they they pushed you know perennial you know top guys before, 
And they, they, I mean, they usually get there. So whether it be, it'll be some title on SmackDown. I, I won't say Universal yet. I got to see the match first. But I think Cesaro's endearing himself. Um, something else that happened on SmackDown this week. We had a major, really, really fun uh, six-person tag between the Dirty Dogs. <laughs> I love that new theme between Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Uh, and Bailey versus uh, Bianca Belair and the Street Profits. I thought it was so fun, especially when they kind of dip into the inner gender bag with, with Bianca lifting up men. Um, I think that that really makes her look like a star. And, and again, the way they position Bianca is she is that star. Like, did you see her on Stephen A. Smith's uh, show? No, I actually didn't. But I know she was on it, but I didn't actually see her, no. Just just a fantastic couple of weeks for her and the way they position her. I, I mean, I, I really I think that she looks better in this thing than than. Rhea does, and we'll get to that on on Raw. But like again, Bianca is unburdened, <laughs> if you will, by that you know that pressure of having a Charlotte on your show, and she's able to just shine. And I think she comes off as so authentic to not only just a black you know experience, but just a different, a differently positioned woman in the brand. Period. There's no one like her in the women's division. Right. No, I agree. I agree. And the six in the six person tag team match. Um, a breath of fresh air, something that we don't usually really see done. And I'm glad that they do it because they, there's natural chemistry between all six people involved. And I think all of them are hard workers to an extent. And, um, you know, just a great way, just just a good way to open SmackDown. It was a, it was a change of pace to open SmackDown for sure. Oh, oh, absolutely. Without hearing. Oh, speaking of, we didn't even talk about Roman Reigns' new theme. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That Attack on Titan ass theme. I said I said the exact same thing. I was like, bro, is Aaron Jaeger? But the thing is, though, low key meals. Roman is adult Aaron Jaeger. He really is. <laughs> Am I? Is, I'm glad. Is it Cap? Like it, I, I'm telling the truth. Um. Yes. No. It's not Cap. Sorry, I, I misphrased your thing. <laughs> no, it's absolutely not Cap. But that is so funny. Um, I think the theme needs lyrics. All their new themes kind of need, and they just unveiled a new one for Dana Brooke on Monday. They all sound like not finished. That's like, we need they roll them out. Like they rolled out Keith Lee's. Honestly, seriously, um, we didn't even get a month of his new theme before he he got taken out. But um, they, they usually they they make changes to them. Like they made changes to Seth Rollins' new theme. I, I noticed. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that they made they they made a couple they're gonna make a couple changes to um Kyle O'Reilly's new theme. A lot of people are like, oh my god, I'm just like, listen, NXT's themes are they have like five, six, seven different themes. The Undisputed Era stuff didn't even have all of that uh pizzazz when we first heard it. In fact, people started saying it sounded like the uh ripoff NWL when that shit first came out. So like again, it, it takes a while for people to get used to it. But I think like, do you want people like there's opera singers in it? Do you want people rapping on it, Mills? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I abs- I absolutely want people rapping on it. I need vocals. I need them. I need the performance to tell the story instead of this long instrumental thing because everything sounds like old TNA themes. I think my, I think the issue that you'll run into is that the the actual lyrics have to it has to be long enough to fit his um his entrance because his entrance is sub five, and so the actual song needs to either have a, a lyric and a chorus that's long or like a lyric and a chorus and a, and a lyric that's different because most WWE songs only have one verse. Well, listen, let's get Wale to do another theme. <laughs> um, 
we could ask we could ask a couple of our other rapper friends to like fill in the blank somewhere. Uh, come on, you don't want to you, you don't you don't want to hear. Uh, who who do we need? Who do we need on this Roman theme? Who would actually kill it? Oof. You don't want um. Gosh, let me look at the RNC Radio Live playlist that was just updated this week that you can all subscribe to on Apple Music and Spotify, actually. Um, you don't want to hear, I don't know, a Young Stoner Live theme? Rowdy Rebel? Come on. Rowdy Rebel? <laughs> Rebel and the Roman I think Roman would fuck with that, too. I really do. <laughs> I think Roman would start, would start, hitting, the, uh, start hitting the woo. <laughs> Well, Yo, what, I'm picturing that doing? in my head. What are you doing if Roman gets in the ring and kicks his leg out? <laughs> start Ooh, boy. <laughs> Listen, Twitter blown up. Twitter blown up. It's just, it just is. It just is. Um, my sturdy. <laughs> let's let's talk about um let's talk about the Intercontinental Title match before we move off with SmackDown. Okay, yeah. Um, we we had Biggie versus Apollo Cruz. I thought it was a really good match, um, but of course it led to you know some tomfoolery, which led Kevin Owens to come out, which led to Sami Zayn to come out, and that's really the story of the match as, as a whole. Is that I, I'm sorry, this is the craziest match you could ever think of. This match is going to be fucking bananas. <laughs> Whenever oh, we deserve it, we deserve a WrestleMania backlash, Fatal Four Way Intercontinental Championship. These four guys, it's rarely we see these Fatal Four Ways, these multi man matches, especially for the Intercontinental Championship. And I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see. I think this will be a great test of Apollo Crews. And I think, honestly, you should retain in this kind of type of encounter. But I think you have all parties moving. And this is kind of great a great way to take two separate feuds, join them together. And if possible, spin off on different feuds or kind of like return back without it seeming stale or anything. Without it being Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley for the 42nd time. Right. You know, now on SummerSlam. Like without without it being that, you know? Yeah. And, and like I, I think that again, it solidifies Apollo's run as it's not just gonna be a month. It also helps Biggie kind of stay into a feud as he waits for these people to cycle out. Cause I do I really I really do believe that if he doesn't get the money in the bank that he's gonna be in that conversation for a world title by August. I really do think so. They protect it's this very guy. possible. They they really protect this guy. Like other than like, you know, Apollo beating him, which was again was a was a was a screwy finish in a in a street fight. Basically, he's been pretty protected all year, and I mean, there's only a couple other people I can think that are protected like that, and those are like Edge and um and and Cesaro right now. So I mean, I I think this match is going to be crazy. I'm all for more Sammy and KO. Um, I, I think I like the the chemistry that they those two have, and uh, yeah, I, I really really I, I fuck with the idea that we could be getting the the four-way um the four-way match here i think smackdowns they're they're really loading up they're, they're loaded up you get alistair black coming back too there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon for them in the next couple of months and, and that's why i'm gonna you know i'll continue to be very optimistic about the show as a whole but let's get right into monday night raw uh emanated from the thunderdome of course as we as every week <laughs> um i thought it was a really i thought it was a really fun show this week i'm not even gonna lie to you it was a very interesting show. Like it was, this was the first time where I felt like we hadn't seen everything before. I mean, anyone who gets a flower stuck up their ass is definitely I haven't seen it before. But I felt like this was something where maybe, I don't know. It just felt kind of fresher, just different, a little bit. 
there were different people on. The, you know what happens when all your when when most of your your roster comes back from injury or COVID? The shows end up being better. Ooh, <laughs> you know, like um, one week we had Viking Raiders, then we you know because they couldn't really because they didn't really have tag teams, they had to keep Cedric Cedric and and Shelton kind of losing. Then they they proceeded their storyline, which has they, like let's be clear, like I know the hurt business breaking up sucks, but like this was the storyline between these two. I just want to be clear. They they were they were heading for this anyway. I don't know. I felt like they so were. I feel like yeah, but yeah, but I don't even know what like what now. Uh, you're gonna see. I, I mean, I would I would have loved to honestly see them as a as a tag team a little bit longer. But it's weird with the hurt business is it, because I felt like all of these storylines were supposed to be done a long time ago, and I know people are like upset about. I, I think it's WWE's fault they kept them together so long because I, I don't I don't think they were meant to be together that long. I feel like well, obviously this was supposed to be a, a Cedric Alexander spinoff, but like. Without the context of the Hurt Business, it doesn't have the same effect. Like, it doesn't have the same effect of this, like, of course, young nigga going crazy, wilding out um, in the group while everyone on the group was like, yo, chill. Like, yo, listen to your OGs, et cetera, et cetera. And now it just seems like <laughs> it, it, it feels like, um, how can I say this? It's like when you quit a job and you decide, I don't need this. I'm going to go start my own shit. And then it's like, but you don't really know how to do your own thing. Like you, what is your own thing really? So it's not that I'm against the split. I mean, the split happens. It is what it is. But what now is the big question for me. Is it the Cedric? Are we going to Cedric versus Shelton feud? Where happens spin off from there? Will Cedric Alexander, and of course you have car alarms in the background. Will Cedric Alexander find his voice similar to Apollo Crews? Who knows? Who knows? Let me just say, I did not expect for us to get hung up on this part of the show. <laughs> well, you started it off. It's not like I brought it up. Like I, I was ready to, I was ready to talk big talk. I didn't say you did bring. I didn't say you brought it up. I just said I. Didn't I didn't say you. I didn't say I. You know, you brought it up. It's not a. You know, it's. A, you said you didn't expect to get hung up on it. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't expect. I didn't. I didn't. I did not put the blame on nobody. Anyway, go ahead. No, I mean it, it is what it is. Let's get into more of Raw then. Let's get it. Let's get into big talk. What's the big talk on this show? What is the uh, big conversation? I'm gonna go with what I didn't like on the show first before I go to what I did. Okay, like. sure. Yeah, I, I don't like this. I don't like this Sonya Deville, Sasha, not Sonya, uh, Sonya Deville, Charlotte, Rhea, Oscar shit. It's corny. I I don't think we need an evil. Um, we don't need an evil GM. And the the moment that they started kind of putting in, you know thoughts or clues that we'd be getting that with Sonya and, and Adam, I, I was out of it. I'm, I can't do evil GMs anymore. It's it's terrible. I, I like Sonya Deville. So I'm not particularly, I don't feel the exact same way as you, only because I hate Adam Pierce. <laughs> and legitimately, like, so you can add Daniel Bryan to a triple threat match at the main event of WrestleMania, but Sonya Deville can't add Charlotte to a triple threat match at WrestleMania Backlash? The sexism. The, the 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 come on, Adam yawn, Pierce. Yawn, that is is whack. You it's, goof. It's a corny, corny storyline. It's just a corny storyline. Like, like I get what you're saying with Adam being inept, but that's really more creative, creative's ineptitude than than his as a character. Like, I thought Adam was really endearing when when he was gonna face Roman a couple months ago. I thought that was cool. Endearing? Didn't we like laugh at him? <laughs> I didn't. 
I laughed at him because his mic went out like four times during that segment. And then he was like, oh, my knee. Oh, oh, my knee. We don't need anyone (laughs) else. We don't need anyone else like helping Charlotte cheat and win and shit like that. Like we can't like Rhea would have been a really good heel. And she's not allowed to show that because right now she's just a person with a with, with a title because charlotte's back and it's what i what i mentioned uh earlier that's not why she's a person with the title because charlotte's back she's a person with the title hold on hold on hold on all right go ahead go ahead go on on to the point like she's she's literally just a person with a belt because they have not let her kind of show that she can be a great heel i thought leading up to wrestlemania Ah, that's a much better reasoning well you didn't let me get to it you didn't get to it. You said the reason was is because Charlotte is back. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I said you that said Charlotte, like, the... Charlotte being back doesn't allow her to do that because Charlotte has That's to be the big <sighs> Whatever. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> Charlotte, uh, I feel like they're leaning in a lot more with the idea that people believe that Charlotte is essentially the pretty much the the gem of this division and they're leaning into it with an authority figure pairing with her to add a little bit more to the character that she has i think it's it's similar to the what they did a number of years ago when Vince McMahon came out and said and charlotte flair is being added to this triple threat match for no particular reason at all even though she lost the royal rumble that's what i think they're doing is they're trying to lean into it i personally like sonya deville i like charlotte i agree with you i may not like this entire thing together but I feel like this was always the result that we thought we were going to get. Because I really don't know what else Charlotte was supposed to do. Unless Charlotte is facing Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose in a handicap match at WrestleMania Backlash. I really didn't see anything else. Like, uh, Rhea is just, you know, Rhea is just doing the best that she can with the, 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 the random haircuts throughout the entire week. Like, just, I don't know, whatever. A whack storyline. <laughs> I don't really. I, I like, agree. That, it's one thing I don't like. I I think that this is how you get people to hate Charlotte the wrong way. This is how you get like go away heat for her by putting her in positions like this where there is a really fresh matchup. I think with Rhea and Oscar where they didn't really get get a chance to show off what they could do. And I think now Charlotte is now eighty five percent of this this storyline. Whereas you could be building Rhea up to be something else and build her to be different like they do with Bianca which I think Bailey is doing a, a great job with like letting kind of the creative there, letting her be herself. And here it's like Rhea is just kind of like somebody with tattoos and a rock star look. And we don't really know what she is. Like Rhea can't be the best heel she can be when there's a bigger star there. That's why I'm like, spin Charlotte off the fucking Alexa Bliss or somebody like do some shit that she hasn't done before. Cause this shit is corny. Like it, it's, it's corny as hell, which makes me think, think that it-, it makes me think Sorry. that Charlotte will be spun off possibly into Eva Marie when she returns. Well, I mean, one, I like the general gist of the, the triple threat match. We're going to get to Eva Marie real quick. I like the general that the fact that Charlotte has the history intertwined, I think that tells most of that is a better story than the one that they're trying to like, kind of push down our throats of like Charlotte being like the chosen one. But Hey, Eva Marie, Eva Marie, Did you like it? <laughs> do you do you care for her returning? Um, is there a space for her 
on this 2021 women's division? It's going to... Woof. We haven't seen her wrestle in five years? But I've seen her thoughts on Colin Kaepernick, so like that's Ooh. automatically a strike. Well, mm, well there you go. There you <laughs> go. Her husband, she's still with her husband, who is still terrible. So yeah. And so I mean, there. Yeah. Again, I don't. We don't know the improvement yet. She had. They have been waiting to debut her again. Uh, this whole pandemic, we've known she's been signed since like this last summer, and um. I would like I, I I don't know what to expect. I mean, we want call ups. We don't really like need even Marie. Like I would have liked the you know somebody with substance to come back up. Like if she's gonna be like let, let's be clear, okay? Well, well Raw, did you Raw, hear the narrative? <laughs> I was going to ask you, did you hear the narrative around this? Oh wow, even Marie's back. Huh, so we so we just gonna release the iconics and Mickey James, and we're gonna bring even Marie back to the fold. She was, she was already signed. <laughs> Well, people don't know that. <laughs> yes, they we know do. that. Like, like if Fightful reported it, which they uh, uh, allegedly they follow these people. Meltzer reported it. We've known this for months. She, she even said Did she it? even hinted at it. Didn't they like? Well, okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's. It was never. There was no like official like she's signed back thing. But it was always yes. It was always rumored and reported. Yes. I mean, they didn't do that with John Morrison either. When he got, they didn't do like a. No, they oh, did. Could, no, they didn't. Yeah, yeah on they, WWE backstage, they were like, "Oh, John Morrison's back." They did it. They, well, I mean, backstage and around, and I mean, does she really need that? No, <laughs> she didn't do anything. No. The first, she was supposed to get no. naked. She never came back. <laughs> she was supposed to get naked, and she never came back. Fantastic! Thank you for that line, my friend. That is all we need to know. Yeah, was she supposed to come up for it? No, she was supposed to get naked and she never came no, back. No, I know, I know, I know. But that's just a line that's just going to live with me for a couple more days after this. <laughs> um, Eva Marie, we don't know where she's at. She is, uh, I don't want to bring this, you know, about age and stuff like that. Because we don't do that for the men. But she's like, she's getting it started at 36 years old. And she's not really that good already. People ask, how long do you think this Eva Marie thing is going to last? Do you feel like this is a long-term thing? Do you feel like she's back for good? Or you feel like she's back because where else was she going to go? She's going to keep making shitty movies with Bruce Willis. That's what she's going to do. I, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know where this ends up. Um, I think that is it back because I felt like we saw women's championship, put not potential, but we always felt like oh they're just gonna put the belt on her. No 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 <laughs> no. I felt that I felt that. No, I don't think they're gonna put the belt on her. I think it, I I I don't I don't I mean you know knock on fucking there's no wood around me but knock on, on wood yeah like like I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that you position her as kind of like I don't know I li- listen. This is the one thing I can't have no prediction for, because it has to it has to be either it has to be either Alexa or Charlotte. Like everyone else is kind of in their own world right now. Who's her first feud? Who's Char- her first feud? Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be Oscar or Lana. Good lord, no! I mean, Lana has listen. Lana was showing out in the tag team title match this week. I gotta give her props. She was showing up and showing out. 
her and Naomi. She's way better. Um, they better than her husband is right now. Ooh, wait a minute now. I don't know. I haven't watched what's, it. Exactly, either. exactly. <laughs> what's, the last, what's, what's the last Miro match? <laughs> you fucking I don't watch. remember. I don't remember the last. Um, I remember, I guess he, he fought with some dudes and their mom or something. I forget. Um, but no, uh, listen, they've been killing it. Uh, it was a, if we're spinning off, we're making good segue and just spinning off into things. Um, Lana, Naomi, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax with, uh, what's his face? Reginald. Good, but pointless. It was it was good. I have I have expected Naomi to just like I'm, I'm about to sock off on this bitch for keep <laughs> losing matches for me. That's where I felt like the story of the show was going. That's her calling you right now. Um, <laughs> I, got I the evolution. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a, I'm gonna keep it a stack with you. I watched the main event, but I did not watch this tag match. I'm just gonna keep it a stack with you. I did not watch the main event, but I watched the tag match. So I thought the main event was actually really good <laughs> for all intents and purposes. I thought the Bobby, Braun, yeah, Bobby and Braun have really good chemistry. I thought it was a good main event. How do we how do we make Braun more likable? How do we do that? What do, what does he have to do for him to be back to 2018? destroying everything in sight but making it look awesome is is just has everything kind of just worn off has he trended in the wrong direction what what how do we braun Strowman? he's fine but i don't really want to watch him it went downhill the moment he became like white meat baby face like kissing the kids and uh yeah and, and having and teaming up with referee sons and shit yeah, it, it went it went off <clears throat> it went, off it went too cute with him yeah i think i i don't shaking think his that, ass with kofi they tried to be they tried to turn him back into murderer braun last year it didn't really it didn't really pop like that then he got injured and we all like like okay well maybe he'll come back with some uh you know with some fire but as of right now braun is yet another one of those big guys remember like that's the thing about these big guys like Everyone's always like, these big guys are going to get all the titles. They're, they're going to get all the championships. And I'm like, Braun only has one. <laughs> Great Khali only had like one, one reign. Like, that's not too many, happened. damn it. But, <laughs> that's one too many for both of them niggas. <laughs> there's always going to be a need for Braun to be the big guy on the roster because you're always going to need to have like those, the, the, um, the kind of the doubt, right? Where it's like, oh my God, how can they beat him? So like he fits because of that. Like I don't necessarily think he has to be likable. I think even at one point we stopped liking the Big Show. You know what I mean? And like they, they they're at just, one point at several points. But I mean, they're just there's just a there's just a point where it's like this is a trope within WWE where they have yeah. to have a, a larger than life guy taking up airtime, and this is just this is it. After he loses at Backlash and he fucking I don't know starts facing Elias again, we could just skip him easier. Cause like he takes up so much airtime now, where it's like it's hard to skip him without missing something important. <laughs> but right. like when he when he's out of this, like then it'll be like, all right, fuck it. He's too he's too big to miss. But speaking of too big to miss, you couldn't miss the opening of Monday Night Raw with AJ Styles and almost returning to action. Tag team title match. How do we feel? How do we feel about AJ Styles and Omos returning after a three week delay and them having like a a, a twelve minute segment trying to explain it? 
Yeah, well, it's, there was definitely some COVID or some injuries happening. Let me just be clear. <laughs> and Kofi Kingston is like, when I was WWE champion, I didn't take no days off. I showed up the night after Raw. I was like, you sound like my boss trying to get me to not use sick days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, here's my thing with almost and AJ. Don't see this team lasting very long. I don't see this this run, this reign lasting very long. I see them lasting for, for a while, but um, almost... If they turn face together, they it'll last a little bit longer, but I don't see that happening. I can see it happening because they're, they're too funny to stay heels. They're way too funny. Mm. They're way they're way too funny. Like, I was like, the, these guys are not heels. They're actually making the New Day look unlikable <laughs> with the way the, the things that they're saying. They're chums. They're chums. They're, yeah, they're, they're buds. Like, you can tell. I think almost uh, he he needs a little bit more mic work. He he definitely forgot one of his lines and had Xavier kind of like come on, come on, like waiting. <laughs> but I think in the ring, my issue with him is that he is generic big man number fifty five. Like he definitely is nothing. He's nothing special in the ring. We've never seen him take a bump. I'm I'm afraid for that man if he ever has to take a bump. But I thought the match was the same. Kind of the same match they had at WrestleMania. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't crazy to yeah. me. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I was just was glad that they had the match. I, I like seeing worthwhile matches on Monday Night Raw. To be honest with you. Speaking of another worthwhile match. See how I did that there. Uh, <laughs> on Monday night, we're introducing Monday Night Mansoor. Mon- <laughs> Mansoor has debuted on Raw after forty nine straight wins. Apparently, that earns you a raw contract. How we feel about Monsoor? What do we, how do we do? We feel anything? Chewing do on, we, chewing on sore. <laughs> is he? Oh yeah, he, he tapped in. What? <laughs> yeah, come he, on. Yeah, yeah, he definitely tapped in. What? Mm-hmm. Monsoor? He was on them forums. He was on them forums. The man who who is undefeated. In Saudi Arabia and other places? Mm-hmm. Well, he was 49-0 and 0 <laughs> until tonight, <laughs> where Umberto ruined that for everybody, <laughs> like, immediately. 49-0 or 49-1-0 or something like that, yeah. I, I will say, yeah, I, would imagine, I would imagine that Ali isn't doing a lot because he's on main event, but it's also still Ramadan, right? Is that is that safe to assume? Like, he's he probably, like... They're probably not making him do much for religious reasons. Nah, I feel like he's just on main event. <laughs> like he was at he had, they had a great match. I watched it. I got Hulu. I watched their main event encounter. It was, it was solid. Hard. Yeah, it was hard. Um, I like these guys are gonna to, they're gonna work their way back up the raw, I think. And I think it's gonna happen pretty soon. Have you seen they've also um debuted not debuted, but they had Jinder Mahal on main event as of recently too. And he's teamed up with those two guys that Malcolm Bivens were previously with? Yeah. In this year. In this year or whatever. In the well, I'm sure Channing will love to see the Maharaja back on Monday Night Raw. I feel like it will definitely be listen, maybe it's a new hurt business. Maybe it's a hurt business of a different ethnicity. Who knows? Um what else we got on Monday? Well, we're well, bearing the lead. Yeah, we're bearing the lead. Definitely are. This, a, a man got a flower stuck up his ass on Monday Night Raw. You Let's talk me. about. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> We're burying the lead. I mean, I don't even know how we ain't just come out the gate with this one. Um, Angel Garza 
Damn, that's that's gulag right there. And nigga, don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> every rose has its thorn. Okay. Ooh. I just wonder how many of those thorns gulag had to pull out of his his booty hole. How did Gulak get into this? Well, I'm I'm sure Gulak is just. I think Vince found out that he be getting hoes, and then he saw the Angel Garza don't be getting hoes. He was like, "I went for the fight <laughs> on TV because I seen well, this. I seen this nigga with some hoes." Angel Garza, the fact that he's like the latest man, but never really with the. I mean, he was with that white girl from the whatever NBC Universal or whatever the hell show it was. Bachelor or some shit. Um, but he's never really with like. I mean, I guess they did the Nia Jax thing. I was expecting a Nia Jax, I mean, uh, Angel Garza versus Reginald type of thing for the love of Nia Jax. But I think Nia Jax is probably caught up in too many different feuds already. Like eight. <laughs> she got enemies. Listen. Um, I, listen, but yeah. they had a good, really good like three, four minute match between Gulak and it was like a sprint because they had to sprint to the rose in the booty. Cause so mm. they saw each other and Gulak said, "I'll never see you run no hoes." And then Garza was like, "I get hoes." And and then he was like, "Like Gulak was like, I've never seen it." And he said, "I'm gonna <laughs> these rolls up your culo, up your culo." Listen, Pop- he did just that. And after the match, I listen. I wanted Gulak to lose. I'm not gonna lie to you, cause cause my man get the bad Gulak. That's my man. Y'all know this. But I want to see. I want to see how they were gonna pull this off. So what happens is. They did a completely. Pe- I wonder, like, when they planned this out, they were like, "Okay, we can't show his ass cheeks on TV, so let throw the rose in his at his booty, and then I want you to run over there and kick it in the opposite way that rose probably is. There's no way the rose made it down to his hole, right? Because it this just is way too graphic for me now. <laughs> the way he threw it is like, and the way he, kicked, he literally just kicked him in his booty, but the rose are probably right on his right, like maybe his right cheek, maybe. How many other people are taking this move uh, on the Monday Night Raw roster? R R Truth taking. R Truth. R Truth sure. was the, the rose in his booty. I, I just wonder, like, okay, this was cool. Like, I thought it was funny. Akira maybe, yeah, for sure. I, I know a lot of people were like uh, upset at this, and I'm just like, there's literally way more ridiculous things that happen. That, I wasn't you- upset. I was just shocked at like who pitches this. How do you <laughs> pitch this? And not only that, who pitched it, but Angel was all in, and so was Drew. And I said, you know what, man? Get your fucking TV time. Get your TV time, bro. I'm I'm with it. I liked Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I liked it a lot. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I I dug uh I dug it. And um I'm guessing we're gonna get it next week. I just wanna see like Rose on a pole, uh Rose in the bank, uh Hell in a Cell with roses around it. They gotta do more with this. You get you can't just leave me hanging with one rose in the booty hole. You gotta keep going. No? I agree. Fine. <laughs> uh, we had we had a listen, man. This is another thing that this that's gonna be, and I keep warning. I keep warning people. I keep warning niggas, man. When um when RK bro win the tag team titles, I'm gonna just stay offline. It's not gonna go online anymore because that's happening. <laughs> they're a good tag team. I like they're, them. They're a good tag team. I think you know what you know what happened when 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 Corey Graves said. Or was it Adnan? I got I got something to say about Adnan too. But um, Adnan said, or Corey said, he just grows on you. I said, well, yeah, he's right. He does grow on you. I feel bad about it. <laughs> I do. But I'm digging this team. I think it's what Riddle needed. And I think Randy definitely wants to get Riddle over. 
And obviously, we're waiting for the breakup in the match, which shouldn't happen for a really long time. It shouldn't happen to like SummerSlam, you know. But um, th- these guys are good, man. And he's also, you know, what's happened? He's he's scaled back the riddle bullshit too, where it's like the character is literally like it's almost like his big dumb idiot friend who knows how to fight. <laughs> so like whenever right. he needs help, like you see like hi Randy, and then he's, and then Orton's like, come on, yeah, let's this go. is like a this this might be a Cartoon Network like television show, like something or it might be um. It's a it show. Might be Nickelodeon. My it's brother sh- and me. It's a shonen anime. It's a shonen anime. It's like that one that, that one character who What's has a show like, on Nickelodeon. Was it my brother and me? That was like a black show. Yeah, but this is the, like the white version, white middle aged version. So who's goo? <laughs> Our truth. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Listen, I like them as a tag team. I'm not gonna even. When, I, I, I liked it. He got when Matt when Riddle does the pose and Randy does his pose. The roof is gonna fly off to the Thunderdome. So, bro, it's, it's gonna be hard. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. It's gonna be hard. No, no, it is. It is. It is. It is. You can't even be mad. We're heading towards SummerSlam. AJ and Omos versus RK, bro. I'm sure it's yep. happening. It'll probably be Viking Raiders by then. I, I really don't think they're gonna hold it that long. Nah, Viking Raiders. No, why not? Uh, Please give them the fucking. I don't know. Please give them the titles. (laughs) Please, come on. Let's stop fucking around here. (laughs) Give them the titles. Come on. The 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 division is ultimately way better with these guys having great twenty minute matches on on Raw. Absolutely, it is absolutely. Uh, Lastly, on Raw, uh, we have Lashley versus Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, all that, all that. No T Bar and Mace on this episode, but I'm guessing they're saving them up. They might be probably rebranding them. So if they come back with new tights and shit, that's probably why they didn't show up <clears throat> this week. Mm. Um, man, I thought that the main event was good. Like I said earlier, I think that this storyline is like perfunctory just to have Bobby Lashley beat someone but not pin Drew. Because I, I honestly think, and you probably think the same thing, that Drew, is he has a date with T-Bar in the future. Well, he's got a date with Bobby Lashley in the future. And the future is next week on Monday Night Raw, which I've... Why do they do triple threat programs where everyone just faces each other every week? I don't know. Cause is, and I'm like, is it supposed to be different now that they add one person? <laughs> Apparently. I don't know. I feel like we had we had a triple threat match. So Drew wins it. And then we had Braun versus Drew. So Braun could get in. And then we had Bobby versus Braun. To make Bobby look strong, and now we have in the WrestleMania rematch right before WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> there we go. Listen, it's not Mills booking, but here's, here's I guess a, it'll do. Here's my other thing about it is that like they protect Drew so hard that it's like it's so obvious that he's not the one taking the pin, but he'll he's going to give him a great match anyway. But it's like well, if they protecting Bobby and Drew. Yeah, and it, it's it's tough because it's like I see they have they see a lot in Bobby, and and I think the money is in an eventual Drew Bobby match, but I think I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Like I do think Drew is the only guy on that on that show that. Can, that can beat Bobby Lashley right now, but I think they want to, they want to give Bobby some burn and I'm cool with that too. Um, would you say that you could see them facing off again at SummerSlam or earlier than that? Maybe money in the bank or something like Way that. Way earlier than that money in the bank. I don't even see this going to SummerSlam. To okay. be honest with you. Drew, Drew, uh, no. three time, three time champion. Nah, I think Bobby retains. 
I don't know. <laughs> he just put a book know. out. He just put a book out. <laughs> I don't know. People get books all the time. Bella's had a book. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, what else is on Raw? Is that it? Oh, Nothing. Alexa. That's Alexa Bliss. I, I did. I did. You wanna... don't have to talk about it. Why not? I mean, it, it is. It, I don't even listen to what she says. It's coming. I'm coming. I'm coming back for you. I don't know. Fiend not even there. Where is <laughs> Who's she talking to? You go back on PTO. You <laughs> go back on PTO. Who's she talking to? He's not even there. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is. It is weird. Uh, what else happened? Nothing else happened. That was it on. Nothing. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Fun. It was a fun show. Uh, but yeah, big episode. As always, thank you guys for listening to this lengthy episode of the H. Thank the Miz too, by the way. Thank the Miz. Thank you to the Miz, of course, for being on the show, giving us some really great quotes, and and, and really just kind of putting us over as, as you know some of the as, as the greatest podcast in the game right now. You know, it's not often you get two time WWE champions saying that you're awesome. Let's just say, like, I, I, I don't even know. think Miz does podcasts to be honest with you. Exactly. So, so I mean, this I feel. Is, this I feel rare air. Exactly. We're vindicated at this point. So uh as always, follow us at the A Show RNC on uh on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to our Patreon. It's still up there. Uh I oh sh- we gotta get to do we got we gotta do the uh, shout outs too, don't we? We can't forget. Let me see if we got some Yeah, okay. we got a couple new people. We got a couple new people. Let me let me pull it up. Uh no worries. I'll pull it up right now. We got a p- couple new people to the Patreon gang. Um patreon.com backslash day show listen it's right there it's right there um okay patrons i'm literally going through this in real time <laughs> no it's fine it's, it's in the show i'm gonna i'm gonna play roman's theme as you do it oh you really need to mm-hmm. like that okay <laughs> is that his theme for real yes just got released. Wow. Okay. Wow, I'm hearing this for the first time. Anyway, um, shout out to our new patrons, uh, Kellen Manning, woo, and JB Great. Woo. Thanks, Thank y'all. you to you guys for signing up. Did we have any other? No, I think this is it. I think this is it. This is all the new ones. Everyone else. Shout out to you. Thank you. Uh, we have Quan, we have Jose, we have Rob, we have a couple other people. But thank you guys for continuing to stay subscribed. Um, of course, you got the Miz content here, and hopefully, we'll bring you guys. Actually, we will bring you guys a lot of new stuff because we have some content coming up. Um, WWE Untold. We're going yeah. to do a little review on that. We're going to have some uh, special people talking about that. And then we're also supposed to talk about Dark Side of the Ring as well. So make sure you sign up to the, you know, the A Show patron. They show Patreon. Wow. And become a patron. And you'll get more additional content. Yeah. And for meals, I am Justin. Thank you guys for listening to the A Show. We'll see you next week. We're going to be running down the card for WrestleMania Backlash, which only has like two matches here right now so far. So hopefully we'll get more. Uh, and we'll see you next week.